shaken and disturbed. I'm Darren Carp here with the mother of all mothers on this Mother Day, Johnny Boy Thrashe. Hello, welcome to Mother Day here on mother Shaken Day. and Disturbed. Well, there's no other, it's not mothers. It's Mother Day because Is you're it? the only mother. Oh, I was like, wait, what? That is no, breaking it's news. Possessive of the mother. Sure. On, no. Okay. But oh. your last name's also not Thrashe, and I just said Thrashe. Oh, so. happy Thrasher's yeah. Day. <laughs> yes, exactly. But happy Mother's Day to all of you Thank- out there if you're oh. listening on Sunday. Oh, including you, John. Don't well, do look, yourself. I wanted to all say- All you do for us, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. being a woman mother. It's really tough out here. I know, yeah. Um, It is hard being, I'm going to be honest, it is hard being a mother to these no, listeners. No, I know. Oh, you're aware. Yes. I was going to say, I know it's hard being a mother. I'm just not confident- you know that it's hard to do. Yeah, I don't know that I do outside of this show. Let's put it yes. that way. Um, exactly. Well, I want to qu- give another quick shout out. Happy Mother's Day to Z- Zooey. Good job, uh, John. You really AKA, remembered. AKA Darren's mom. I happy haven't birthday. seen her. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Mother's Day, Mom. Her birthday's what coming What holiday are we doing? Oh, is it? When's her birthday? Your birthday's coming up, actually. My mom and I are both Gemini's. Oh, I'm okay. in the earlier, okay. and she's okay. in the later. Her birthday's in mid-June. Got it, got it, got it. And um, do you think that this year your birthday gift will come much, much, much later as it typically does? Like, what are about from me? As I opposed mean? to what? Much, much as, later? As opposed to much, 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 much later, you oh, know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the most muchness is, that's the one, that's the answer I choose. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mother's Day uh, is here for us. And today's episode actually does have to do with Mother's Day, um, which we, you know, a little, yeah, a little appropriate. Why don't we get right into the episode, Darren? Let's do it. So as we mentioned, Mother's Day usually held on the second Sunday of every May here in America, at least. I know I think other countries have it going on in different times, uh, like the UK, is a cherished holiday that celebrates moms everywhere for their love, support, their dedication to their children, such as you guys listening. But May 9th, 2021, just a few years ago, however, was a Mother's Day the town of Durban Crossing, Florida would likely never forget. And would prove to be one mother's living nightmare, actually, when her 13-year-old daughter, Tristan Bailey, was found brutally stabbed Mm. to death in the woods near her house. This discovery came only hours after she had seemingly vanished from her bed in the early hours of May 9th. Tristan was found by a jogger who happened to stumble upon the butchered teenager. Tristan had been stabbed over, are you ready for this? 114 times with a sharp blade, with wounds covering her torso, neck, and arms. 114, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't even know who had the strength to do that. Well, at a certain number, aren't you sort of like taking a minute to be like, Jesus, what am I doing, you know what I mean? No, I'm thinking the only way it could be that number that high would be like if they had like psychotic blackout and they just. No, that's a good point. But I don't even know the strength, like to stab anything 114 times out of alone a body. I mean, that's I know. crazy, horrible. It's really horrible. And in fact, an autopsy later determined that nearly 50 of those wounds were defensive, implying that the young girl did put up a strong fight against her attacker before succumbing to her injuries, which not that there's a silver lining in this story, but, you know, you commend people yeah, who, who can go, who don't go down without a fight. Exactly, Darren. This horrible tragedy shook the town of Durban Crossing to its core and left everyone with a haunting question, of course, which is, 
Who in their community could be capable of such a gruesome act? The answer to that question would come quickly, but would be almost as surprising as the crime itself. Tristan wasn't killed by a child predator or even a vicious serial killer on the loose. Tristan's life was taken by a fellow classmate, 14-year-old Aiden Fucci. Even worse to think about a young kid being able to do this feels kind of wild. Well, Tristan Bailey was born January 18th, 2008. So she died, you know, when she was 14, essentially, yeah. just too, too young. Um, actually, excuse me, 13, because 13, it was 2021. Right. Uh, to st- so she was born January 18th, 2008 to Stacy and Forrest Bailey, the youngest of five siblings. In the fall of 2020, which we all know was a pretty precarious time, Tristan began seventh grade at Patriot Oaks Academy, where she was accepted onto the cheer squad. Cheerleading was a passion of hers, and according to her coaches and peers, she excelled at it. The Bailey family was tight-knit and extremely supportive of each other, often referring to themselves as the Bailey Seven. Mm. Did you ever watch This Is Us? This Is Us. What is that the NB- show that was NBC. on ABC? Oh, NBC. NBC. No, I never did. No. It, they Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia have triplets. Um, oh, okay. Twins and then, well triplets yeah i got you guys and then twins Mm. and then one is the adopted but it's and they call themselves the big three and it's like a it's like a a pittsburgh reference it's really cute but they always refer to them as like the big three so saying the bailey seven Mm. reminds me of that in in the show culture yeah and i wonder if they were maybe like inspired by that show which would have been around you know that makes it even more sad yeah maybe well vacations would always be accompanied with specially made um matching t-shirts to commemorate the occasion. We all have those friends. We do. do it, and, we, and I love them. We've seen them usually at Disney parks, you know, and they're, and it's cute. And by the way, it's not just like cute, but it's a good way to keep track of your, your kids, you know, especially if you've got, listen, if you've got a family of seven, you got to know where people are at all times out in public, you know. And just like John and I, their, her mom and dad never missed a single game or recital. Mm, that's true. Just like that. Always we do. There we are them. like that. Yeah. Well, on the evening of May 8th, which is the day we're recording this podcast, uh, the Bailey family had gone out for dinner and returned home around 1030 at night. One of Tristan's older siblings was the last to speak to her, saying goodnight to her shortly before midnight. Now, this was the last time anyone from the Bailey family saw Tristan alive. It's always eerie to think about the last time someone. That's the hardest. Yeah. And footage from ring cameras throughout the neighborhood later showed that Tristan snuck out after her family was in bed. The video showed her walking around the neighborhood at approximately 1230 a.m. And I will say this is not that I love this, of course, the scenario, but I love that we have this kind of evidence. Right. Because if if she's missing or the family realizes that she's not there or whatever, Maybe your first instinct is simply that she was abducted when in reality, you know that she actually was able to like, I just love that we're in an era now, especially with this episode where we can talk about ring cameras and the technology and the stuff that like, I feel like with I mean, so really changed the game. For some yeah, yeah. Even like the iPhone to an extent has, you know, so I just so many of these episodes that we've done that are historic in nature or honestly just really old. It's just you wonder what would have happened to this missing person or that missing person if just if it if we had the technology that we have today, which is an obvious thought. I'm not making anything new. No, it is. On the flip side of that, though, how many rebellious teenagers would be able to sneak out of their family's uh, house, you know, and be there's sort of a flip side to everything that there's something nice about not having that, too. Obviously, in this case. 
it certainly proves to be true. And I think, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, so she's walking around the neighborhood at 1230, not a little uncommon for a 13 year old. I think that I would say so kind yeah. of young, but I'm not a mom, so I can't really say, but depends on the neighborhood. You know, I could maybe see 1230 feels a little late for a 13 year old, but maybe. Well, as a mother, Darren, to all these children on the show, (laughs) I would say that 1230 for a 13 year old is pretty late, especially when you're sneaking out, right? Like we know that you're sneaking out. We know that it means that you shouldn't be out doing that. So even regardless of what we think, it seems, you know, this information, the research that we have seems to indicate that it was under the radar, if nothing else. Well, at 45 minutes later, at about 1.14 a.m., another camera catches her walking with a teenage boy. And then the two respond again at 1.45 a.m. walking east. Now, once the two leave the frame, there's no activity on the camera until about 3.30 a.m. when the same teenage boy is filmed walking in the opposite direction. Hmm. Only this time, he's completely alone and is carrying his white Nike sneakers in his hand. And this teenage boy would later be identified as Aiden Fucci. Now, right now, from what we know, a little weird carrying your sneakers in your hand. But at the same time, maybe he walked her home. They were taking a walk. They're in love, as 13-year-olds can be or feel like they are. And they do a loop, and he walked her home. That's what we know. That's right. So Aiden was born on November 17th, 2006, to Crystal Smith and Jason Fucci, and was also the youngest of five children. Now, according to his classmates, Aiden had some disturbing quirks. His girlfriend at the time said he was obsessed with knives and the idea of murder. He'd often joke, uh, sorry, make jokes about killing people, even her. One of his favorite pranks to pull was to sneak up behind her at random and pretend to slit her throat. Now, let's be, let's, that's a little weird, but at the same time, like, I don't know, they're kids, like. I know, yeah, like you know, like does it is it indicative of a bigger problem? I don't know. You know, it's really hard to say. Yeah, so hard to say. You know. Well, following the murder, several of Aiden's classmates came forward saying he would openly talk about wanting to lure someone into the woods to kill them and watch them bleed out. Now that's that's, a different thing. That's a little different. That's a little different. Like. That's you know, a touch different. jokey things in the hallways. That's one thing. But if you're giving details like watch them bleed out, that tells me that at the very least you're thinking about stuff like that, which, right. you know, a typical kid probably isn't doing that. It's just too specific. It really is. At the time, this behavior was brushed off as nothing serious, as I just said, but would later prove to be a warning sign about things to come. Aiden, as you can expect, was really struggling with his mental health. He was prescribed antidepressants, but his symptoms became more severe as time went on, actually. He'd tell doctors that when he got angry, he would hear voices in his head telling him to hurt others or himself. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we've heard many times on our show, on the show and others, Darren, is voices in the head. Absolutely. The days leading up to the slaying, Aiden had asked a mutual friend for Tristan's number. The two texted back and forth, and Aiden was able to convince Tristan to sneak out to meet him. Which that was another thing too. I'm thinking, like, is this normal behavior for Tristan to to sneak out of the house, or or what was the motivation there? And now we're learning that Aiden had a lot to do with that, actually. Well, yeah, but like, what was their relationship like? I'm kind of curious. Prior to, yeah, Aiden was able to convince Tristan. I wonder if there had maybe he knew of some flirtation. Maybe yeah. he knew her. 
You or know? maybe there's not. Yeah, like who knows? Because if he's having to ask for her number, then maybe he doesn't even know her that well. Right. What appeared as harmless flirting between these teens would end up being the guise for a much darker motive. So obviously we know this is not a flirtation because there's so much premeditation or at least there right. seems to be with that. So after stabbing Tristan 114 times, Aiden found himself obviously covered in blood. He decided to remove his shoes to not leave tracks, carrying them in his hands as he walked back home alone. This feels like pretty clever for his age. To yeah. I was going to say, like, where do you learn to do things like this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he arrived home, Aiden's mother, Crystal, woke up and frantically began trying to help her son clean up. Oh, my God. He removed his jeans, which she then ran to the bathroom and attempted to scrub out the blood. And by scouring footage captured by various cameras in the neighborhood, it did not take police long to identify Aiden. And again, this is one of those 2021 crimes that we're seeing. Right. Exactly. Less than 24 hours after Tristan's body was discovered, a full search was being conducted of the Fuji home. Wow. That's that's quick. Quick. To be honest, yeah. Now, inside, they found the sheath to Aiden's favorite hunting knife, but no knife to be seen. Okay. Okay. Police also found a white T-shirt stained with blood, the sopping wet jeans his mother had attempted to clean, as well as the white Nikes he was seen carrying away from the crime, also splattered with blood. Curious why the mom, and maybe they didn't have a washing machine, so I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. state that, but, like, why... She would like clean up the jeans and like, not and not like throw them away or burn them or do something else right, with them. I like, mean, I don't want to say right, that you should cover seems... up the crime scene if you're ever in this but situation, like, but I feel like, yeah, that'd be the first thing we'd say. But like, it's also her yeah. son. Like, I sort of get right, that, you right. know, like I can emotionally understand that, but just like of all the things to do, I know it's very strange. It's jeans, anyway. <laughs> it's um, jeans. It's jeans. <laughs> the blood was tested and confirmed yeah. to belong to Tristan. Aiden, along with his parents, Crystal and Jason, were brought to the police station for questioning, after which Aiden was arrested for Tristan's murder. So yeah. Kind of open and shut. But this is really interesting because um, the blood was tested and confirmed to be belonging to Tristan. This is very quick. You know, like, I feel like this type of stuff I've heard from our other shows, and maybe this is technology to my point earlier. It's like, how many other episodes that have sort of been along this same kind of, you know, track have been like the blood, you know, weeks later, the blood confirmed it was him and they had to go find him again. You know, like you don't really hear this happening so quickly. So I'm a little shocked with some of these details. No, I agree with you. Um, it yeah. does seem too open and shut. Well, a week later, just a week later, Aiden yeah. was charged with first degree homicide. Krista was later arrested and charged for attempting yeah. to help Aiden cover up his crime, which we kind of could all see coming, but almost understandable only because it's a mom and it's a parent and I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do get that. Aiden and Crystal both entered guilty pleas and this eliminated the need for a full trial and the court proceeded directly to sentencing. Yeah. So in full, the court proceedings took two years. Now remember, this literally just happened two years ago as it is. So we're going to get... Uh, pretty close, in fact, maybe even like a month or so uh, behind us here in a second. In their grief, the Bailey Seven, as they were called, have worked hard to keep Tristan's memory alive. In January of 2022, to celebrate what should have been Tristan's 14th birthday. Oh, this is heartbreaking. The Bailey family, the Bailey family organized a vigil in their neighborhood. We Love TB was spelled out in tea lights as the neighborhood was lit with her favorite color, which was teal. 
her cheerleading squad showcased custom uniforms and Tristan's signature color at their homecoming game, and hundreds of people gathered at Celebration Church dressed in teal for a special two-hour memorial service, which was streamed online to thousands of viewers. I mean, you have to remember, this is, of course, extremely painful and hard to deal with for the Bailey Seven, but... You know, this girl was so young and this community was rocked by this like senseless murder. Yeah. So it's not almost surprising that thousands of people showed up. How amazing is that? While the family and community rallied together to mourn the loss of the beloved teen, Aiden was held in a juvenile correctional facility as he awaited his next trial. Aiden's sentencing began on March of 2023, just Mm -hmm. the other, really just the other day, Darren. Yeah. And lasted a total of two days. His attorney, Rosemary Peoples, raised a strong argument to the court that Aiden was merely a child. And we do have to think about this, and we'll get into more of this. And his mental health. And his mental health, yes. While his crime was severe, she believed it was the result of a traumatic childhood, clear mental illness, and, I was just going to mention this, an underdeveloped brain. You know, a lot of people don't realize, like, you know, you're a teenager, you're going through stuff, but you haven't fully developed as an adult, of course, yet. So... It is something to factor in. She blamed the trauma, this is the the attorney, by the way, on Aiden's father, Jason. During the investigation, Jason's criminal record was brought to light, which included charges of domestic violence as well as sexual assault of a teenager. Well, that's going to affect things. That might do something. That'll definitely affect things. He was known to have a short temper and often get into fights, which Aiden's attorney said had a strong negative influence on the young boy. Both of his parents wrote heartfelt letters showing a much sweeter side of Aiden as they reminisced over his childhood and beloved memories that they had together, which I might add Tristan and her family can no longer have. So important to make that differentiation here. That's right. Aiden himself wrote a letter that was read to the court where he apologized to the Bailey family. I keep wanting to say family, the Bailey family, as well as as his own family, excuse me. The only person who physically came to speak on behalf of Aiden was his grandmother, a woman named Deborah Spiwak. Interesting that the only person, not even his like other. Yeah, and I wonder if that's. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Not, I'm just saying, not his other family members. I feel like that's crazy. Yeah, I wonder if that's at the direction of his attorney because maybe hearing from the grandmother seems a little more loving and accepting. You know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, quote, I know there is some good in Aiden, she cried to the judge as she begged for the court to consider a lighter sentencing. Now, members of the Fucci family, however, were not the only ones given the floor to speak, and their pleas of mercy would soon be overpowered by heartbreaking statements of the Bailey family. Now, family. all four <laughs> of, Tr- of Tristan's older siblings made statements to the court, as well as her parents and several school friends. The family begged for a life sentence to be placed on Aiden as they felt due to the nature of his crime was sort of kind of beyond saving. I mean, a hundred and some odd times, like 114 stabs is pretty horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On March 24th, Judge Arlie Smith felt he had heard enough to make his decision in what he called the most shocking case the county had ever dealt with. Yeah. He described Aiden's act. He described Aiden's actions, excuse me, as atrocious cruel and blatantly premeditated i think we can all agree with that Mm -hmm. well especially given what we know that he was saying and doing with fred you know it really kind of makes it all make sense judge smith concluded that eden's crime was not 
one, done out of passion or greed, but rather simply just wanting to experience what it was like to kind of kill someone. He was sating his yeah. curiosity for that. To put it simply, there was absolutely no real motive, and the court felt that had Tristan not been the victim, Aiden would have just found somebody else. That's what I was going to say, because if your motivation here is simply to kill for sport, okay, this is this is the very beginnings of what would very likely be a serial killer. So, right. you and know, you do have to think about why that. Tristan, because like, did he yeah. think she was going to come out? Like, did he choose a girl? Because he knows he could overpower her. She's like, a cheerleader. Maybe she's getting attention that he's not getting. It could really right. be like, anything. There's so many reasons. And that obviously that's not Tristan's fault. I'm saying that. Of just course. Like, I'm curious why her, because they didn't really seem to have much of a relationship prior to this. So right. it seems odd. But Aiden Fucci was awarded a life sentence for the first-degree murder of Tristan Bailey. And due to the fact that Aiden was only 16 at the time of his sentencing, there are special circumstance, circumstances which will allow his sentence to be reassessed after 25 years as to not eliminate the possibility of rehabilitation as Aiden gets older and reaches adulthood, which I'm all for yeah. because he'll only be 41 and you know he can still possibly have a life if he can mm -hmm. find some way i just hope that clearly i think this kid just needs mental help mental health yes for help, sure a psychiatric evaluation for sure something like that in the prison system but um if at that time when he's 41 he's found to be rehabilitated he will still be forced to serve a minimum of 40 years in prison before wow. potentially being able to be released so he'd actually be 81 yep. um following the conclusion so that's really a life sentence yeah pretty frank. much Following the conclusion of the trial, the Bailey family said they felt this was a fair decision, which met the best interests of both parties. Today, Aiden is being held in the Florida State Prison, where we will serve his life sentence. I mean, this one's a tough one, right? We haven't talked too often about, you know, life sentences for 14-year-olds on this show or any other or show. 16-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, yeah, I mean, whatever it was. I mean, yeah, I mean... I just keep thinking, sure, if you are being evaluated by ev – if every T is being crossed, every I is getting dotted by every psychological psychiatrist uh, – psychological psychiatrist? I don't know if that's the right title, but, you know, every single thing is being done to evaluate somebody and they are deemed okay to go back out into society. Okay, sure. The thing that really just bothers me, though, is that, you know, even as a kid, you know, if this is the type of behavior you're going to be exuding, then I don't know about but, a life sentence. I don't know about a life sentence. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know about a life this sentence under any circumstances. I mean, I feel like after 25 years, we should be able to reassess if they're rehabilitated and kind of take it from there. I mean, I know yeah. laws are laws, so I'm sure he just that's part of the law of serving yeah, a minimum for whatever true. reason it is. But like 16 and if the kid had dealt with some of the if it's true about the domestic violence or neglect or yeah. abuse or whatever, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just, I'm always very perplexed by these cases. I know. And the other thing that's kind of coming to mind too, is like, okay, after 25 years or whatever it was, I forget now already, you know, where you reassess what, I mean, you know, even if he were able to get out at that point, which it doesn't seem like he would be, but even if he were like, you know, if you're going into jail at 16 and getting sentenced for, a, you know, 25 years for a murder, and then you come out at 41, I mean, are you doing the work in jail? I mean, being in jail for that long comes with its own psychological things. You know what I mean? Like to be isolated, not, I don't mean like 
solitary, solitary confinement, but to be isolated away from society and then be like, okay, you're free. Like, I'm not sure that's even the right strategy either. You know, this is the, and I guess this is the, and it's probably case by case, you know, we're just talking about this specific case of thinking like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like if he didn't have that bad history, you know, let's say he came from a perfectly normal, happy family or whatever, mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, it would feel more like out of left field. Maybe there's less empathy. That's it's a good to point. Say yeah. It's just very hard to say. It is hard to say. And the last thing I'll just say is that this is the problem with the prison system is that there isn't rehabilitation actually happening they're just locking them away they're not focused on rehabilitating people because they think that once they're criminals they're just quote unquote the scum of the of the country which isn't always the case i don't think everybody is just completely incapable of being rehabilitated so you know i don't know it's a very interesting conversation and our hearts go out to the bailey family who are still living through this it's obviously a very fresh wound we send you guys all of our love. Um, yeah, absolutely. Unlike some of our other cases, terrible. yeah, that are just so old that, you know, maybe the families aren't around anymore or whatever. This one is a very fresh one. So our hearts go out to the Bailey family. Darren, let's move on. Let's wrap up this week's episode. If you want to let us know what you guys thought about this week's episode, hit us up on Facebook and our Facebook group or message us on Patreon. We are direct messaging you guys on Patreon. You can get right to us. Um, at Jay Thrasher and at Carpe Darren are our social handles. Darren, um, let's get into the listener shout outs now. Some fans were very pumped and actually screaming last week. Okay. When on a recent episode, I mentioned your former child, baby Tersh, which yeah. of course, as an update for everyone, is a baby reindeer that you gave birth to during our last podcast together with Oxygen. Um, Roxana on Patreon said, Baby Tersh, if you know, you know which I loved, which is, this is true. On Facebook, Philip posted, quote, while listening to the latest ep, I literally screamed at John Thrasher mentioning baby Tersh. It it brings back so many early memories. Oh my God, it really does. It's like a different world. I know. Pandemic and all that stuff. I know, it's true. It it, it is a different world, but like at the same time, it wasn't even like that long ago. I know. If you really think about it, just a lot has happened for all of us. But it was like we started that six years ago. It just time flies. It does, it does. Well, John, on a recent NMR for Patreon, you gave us all the tea about your uh-huh. dating life, including full details of a date you went mm. on. So as expected, the listeners on Patreon <laughs> had some thoughts, and I just wanted okay. to share them with you here. Sandy said, if nothing else, maybe you at least found a new friend. I love Sandy's. Sandy is always so optimistic and sweet about things. So thank as you for that, Sandy. Be. That's true. Susan said, sounds like you're open to a second date. Definitely meet halfway, or you could drive to, to your city for a second date. Which I agree with Susan yeah. on. I said that. Yeah. Mitt said, I agree with Darren and hope you asked him if he's down for a second round. <laughs> Thanks, also, Mitt. I'd ask to meet halfway. It's the least he can do. Good luck, Johnny boy. Mitt's for sure. the win always. Mitt's is great. And Philip getting a second date shout out because he noted, love me some therapy sessions with mom and daddy cat. That's right. Therapy session. By the way, yes, you can vicariously live through our therapy on Patreon. That's another perk. That we don't really advertise over there. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Yes, as I mentioned, if you listen to NMR uh, from the other day, which is now posted on our public feed right here, I give a little bit of an update about my dating life and you can follow along there. But I will be talking more specifically about dates and maybe some of my, you know what we should do, Darren? Have you ever been on like a really bad date? You know, maybe we give our really Mm -hmm. bad date updates. Mm -hmm. 
You guys should see Darren's face. If you're watching on Patreon, you could you just saw Darren's face. Um, maybe we do an episode like that for Patreon. You know, if we can bring ourselves uh, to talk. I'm about in. It. Let's okay. do it. Yes, right. we should do that. Let's well, bring all the secrets there. Exactly. Well, join us on Patreon where you can get all kinds of bonus content, including horrible dates. And ad-free episodes in video form. That's right. You can see every single full episode <laughs> recorded right here uh, just for Patreon if you're a sussy radish. So go sign up. Um, and by the way, we have some more fun stuff coming this summer too. So now's a great time to sign up for Patreon if you've been waiting. And let's thank the mother of all mothers to us. To <laughs> That's to you, true. Megan. The one and only uh, Megan. Yep. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks, Megan. Megan. Love you, Happy girl. Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And uh, hope you have a great day with your family and friends and whoever considers themselves to be a mom or not out there. Hope That's true. Watch and, also, and also, if you're at your mom's house, check your freshies. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.